Hey, I'm Aubrey. And I'm Jordan. We want to welcome you to the Peace of Authenticity podcast. Please join in on the conversation. Hello, our people. What's going on? Hey there, everybody. I feel like I do that every time. Like you're, <laughs> yeah, you're I always tried like, to switch it up. Did yeah, you hear me? I yeah. don't even talk like that. Hey, hey my people. Hey. Where are you? Hey. Yeah, no, I feel like it's always like that. You're always like saying something that I'm just like, what's going on? Yeah, I like to switch it. It sounds really country too, because I listened to it the other day. I got to quit. gosh but um yeah we have just been really excited about our um our well we've done two videos so far with our enneagram talk that we've done on social media yeah um and so we're we just talked about the eights the challengers and we love we love eights Yes, but we're we not going to go deep into the enneagram in this podcast what we're going to do is we're going to um, talk about a topic to where that's actually very important to an eight personality because eights are called challengers. Right. And so we want to talk to you guys about challenging conversations. Yeah. And about having those. So this, this is what a challenging conversation would be. Somebody that's an eight loves to debate. Mm-hmm. And they love a good argument, a good solid argument. I'm... I wouldn't even call them an argument because as an eight, I, I don't see things as, as a fight. I know we said in our video, like sometimes Jordan would, would say stuff about we'd be in the midst of a discussion, as I would say, and then she would say, I just don't like it when we fight. And that would really catch me off guard because <laughs> I'm sitting here going, who's fighting? We're just, we're just discussing. It's, it's a, heated, a heated discussion. But eights are are drawn to that. Eights are drawn yeah. to those things it that challenge them. Right. I mean, I, I love nothing more than when people call and they'll ask me a question that really challenges me that I have to do some research and, and look, you know, or it's maybe the opposite stance that I stand on. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's let's do this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's a good thing. And, and everybody else, maybe you're one of the other numbers and you're literally going, oh my gosh, I would hate that. Um, yes, there's many <laughs> like that, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know there are several numbers that, that just despise confrontation um, to the utmost. And so my heart goes out to you. Because, Thank you for that, Aubrey. Your heart does go out to me because... Yeah. That is me that you're talking about. Right, right. <laughs> and yeah, we don't always see eye to eye on that. But challenging conversations. Literally, I believe that eights are hardwired for challenging conversations. And for me, a challenging conversation is anything that makes me review where, where I stand with the Lord and how I can grow mm-hmm. to becoming closer to the Lord. And oftentimes... 
brutal honesty in the midst of that that says like, hey, listen, you know, you did this, this, and this, and I'm, you know, I'm calling you on. Yeah. There was, um, whenever I was reading Proverbs 17 sometime this week, I thought about, um, it was verse six and it says, um, I think this is ESV version. It says, um, wait, it's Proverbs 27, isn't it? Oh, did I say 17? Oh, I wrote 17. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. It's Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27. 27, six. Thank you for that. You ate you. No, for real. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, okay. So it goes to verse six. It says faithful are the wounds of a friend. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? So it's really cool if my friend hurts me and there's a wound, you know? So I went, I went a little deeper. Um, and it made me think of that Corey Asbury song, Aubrey. Which one? Um, in his new album, To Love a Fool. And literally it just goes, uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend. And it's like, faithful are the healing of your... But I thought it was, I was like, what is he talking about? Like, I don't remember. Didn't and yeah. then when I read verse six, I was like, wait, oh my gosh, this is what Corey Asbury was talking about. But I still, I don't know what that means, you know? And so, of course, you go to another translation sometimes if some of them go right over your head. So then I went to the Passion Translation because I had that right next to me. And it was worded this way. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty. But your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insecurity. And that hit me. Because I don't initially love it when a friend corrects me. Um, I don't initially love it if anyone corrects me. Let's be honest. Um, And if I feel like I need to correct somebody, right, that's confrontation as far as I'm concerned. And that can stay far, far away from me. That's that's naturally (laughs) how I feel. Right. And so I will kind of be that person that flatters others. And I didn't realize that it's out of, it, it comes from insecurity, and that that could be an enemy that, you know, pretends this flattery over somebody and doesn't, because the thing is, Aubrey, there's things in you and I that need to grow. And, yeah. and everybody that's listening, there's things in us that need to grow. But if there's not a friend in your life that loves you enough to point some of those out, because we have blind spots, or there's something you realize that you do, but you think you're getting away with it and nobody else notices. And I think sometimes that, hey, like Aubrey, I've noticed that, you know, this has been happening. Like you've been saying this a lot and it makes me think that that stems from blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And you come at it with love and it's just this amazing, challenging conversation. And I'm not going to lie to you. Probably if you start correcting me with something, my defenses automatically will come up like a reflex. Right. And so then it's kind of that sit back and be like, you know what? If he's not attacking me and trying to hurt me, you can tell when people do that. Like you have the discernment, like you can tell. Or you can tell if someone's coming at you because they love you. Oh, yeah. And there's a huge difference, too. Oh, yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. Really I, I, think, I think it's important to understand, though, that if, if you aren't having these challenging conversations, and even though somebody that's an eight would be drawn to these kind of conversations, I think it's healthy for everyone mm-hmm. to have them. It's, you don't grow without... It's true. Without a little bit of pushback. Yes. Yeah. With without the, the challenging conversations because I, I think that Proverbs twenty seven, that verse that you read a second ago just just highlights it because it says, um, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Yeah. And and I think it's I think it's funny that Solomon 
wrote this and oh and, and put and put wounds to like friend. Yes. Right? And enemy with kisses because they're they're opposite of one another. But I think that we need to realize that if everyone around us is not challenging us and we're kind of just getting quote unquote kisses per se, that we're not really doing what the Lord wants us to do. We're doing Mm -hmm. what the enemy wants us to do. And Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a very humbling place to to be at, you know, because you have to, you have to understand that with great friendships, with with challenging friendships, with friendships that are causing me to grow, I'm going to get wounded from them. Yes. But if I don't have any friendships that, and we're just like, oh, we can just kind of accept each other for who we are. They're great. I'm great. Yeah. That's that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do is to get us to that place of complacency to where we aren't trying to grow the people yeah. around us. We're just slowly encouraging everybody. And just like it says right there, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants you to think that you're great just the way that you are. But I have news for you. You're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. We we need this. I mean, Proverbs 27, 17, just a little ways down from there, it says, as iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. so one man sharpens the countenance of his friends. When when you're sharpening iron, when you're making swords like they were in biblical times, is causing friction. Two metals hitting together, yeah. sparking off of one another. And that's what Solomon is trying to say. Like, if you feel wounded by your friend, then they're just being faithful because they're trying to help you be a better version of yourself than what you're currently portraying. That's whenever you're talking about the second part of verse six, where it talks about the kisses of an enemy. Yeah. It made me think of Judas. Ooh. Yeah, that's why I made that. I know you probably were confused because you said the kiss. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, did somebody kiss Solomon? <laughs> what so happened? Sorry, because it just hit me that that's exactly what Judas did. But that was that was the ultimate form of betrayal in that moment. Yeah. What he did to Jesus, and it's the opposite of what you would think or what the world says. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't kiss people you love. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's true. Well, and, and I even think about how many of those old, I love those old like medieval movies, mm-hmm. old wartime movies. And you know, like the customs, like when um, they would have the Spain versus England and all those other nations like that mm-hmm. in history. And when those people would greet each other, they would do the kiss on the cheek on both sides. You yeah, know? that's what we do. It, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That, sorry, guys. Yeah. We don't. That's ruined my chain thought. Anyway. So um, <laughs> but anyway, so you would see these guys and everyone who's watching the film clearly knows that they're enemies. Yeah. But yet, formally, when greeting one another, they would do the kiss like on the cheeks. Mm. And, you know, you're sitting here going the whole time. It's like, dude, that guy's going to stab you in the back the first chance that he gets. You know, but it made me think of that um, as where, you know, a lot of the times in those same movies, the two main characters will be like best friends. Mm -hmm. And they'll fight and they'll part ways. And then they'll come back and realize that there was a greater picture than than what they were really facing. And would you say, Aubrey, that the majority of the population of this on this earth do not like conflict. Like, I really... Oh, no. What do you think? Maybe, like, 75% of the world is really not a fan of conflict. 
Because I think there's people that aren't a fan, but they do it still. And that's that's ultimate growth there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I just think that with the way that the world is going right now, where everyone gets to have their own way and you can identify as whatever you want to identify as, and you can, you know, everybody gets a participation trophy at the end. We're, we're yeah. not challenging anyone. Well, we're saying it's to be fair, but I think actually we're just really becoming complacent because we don't want to deal with conflict. Yeah. And a lot of times we say, let's be fair, meaning, you know, well, if you're going to call me out on something that I'm doing, then I'm going to call you out on something that you're doing. Yes. Which, you know, which are like, those defenses. That right. Come up. Which is, you know, if you're in the wrong in that moment, mm-hmm. then just be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Aubrey, we've done that so many times too. Oh, yeah. Where we just talk in circles and you're like, Jordan, you know what I've noticed you've been doing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you've been doing the same yeah, no. darn yeah. thing, buddy. And then well, we go back and forth. I know. And then we go back and forth. As it, like, and, and you'll say you'll say something, you always do this. And I'm like, well, welcome to the party. You do the same <laughs> yeah. thing to me. But see, that's not, I mean, that's not okay. Yeah, it's totally not Because okay. it's, if we're both guilty of it in that moment, and we keep pointing the finger at the other one, nobody's growing. Yeah. We're just passing it back and forth. It's true, and nobody's growing right. at all. We're just getting more Well, but mad. it's because it's because it, it wounds us. Yeah. When we all have a little bit of pride in there mm. that says when somebody highlights something that I'm doing wrong, we throw up defenses and we automatically start looking, okay, when's the last time that they made me mad? Mm-hmm. So that we can even yeah. the playing field. Like, who are you to say that about right. me when you do this? You know, that kind of mindset. Right. And that made me think of that scripture too, Aubrey, where it's like, um, when you confront another uh, for a speck in their eye and you got like a whole like log up in oh, yours, yeah. you know? I, yeah. And this is the Jordan paraphrase, guys. It doesn't say a whole log up in yours, but pretty much. And so you have to have that discernment. You know what I mean? And not let a friend... Because, guys, th- this is where the red flags come up. Do not just have a friend that wounds you with saying you could do better at this, you could do better at that, right? There's a happy medium. Also, don't go for the friend that will only say positive things to you no matter what. Even if you're like, oh my gosh, do I look fat in these jeans? Never in a million years, no. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. But, like, okay, Aubrey, what if I was having an argument with you, right? And I was clearly wrong. And I call my friend and, and she knew I was clearly wrong. But she's like, oh my gosh, he is so rude for saying that to you. That sort of thing. Like, watch out for that. Yeah, co-signers. No, and and that's the thing. If you have a friend that is always taking your side on any dispute, I think about people that, you know, they they cycle through friends a lot. Yeah. And they kind of just hop from from one friend to the next. And it's like, well, you only want to be their friend as long as they're agreeing with you. But as soon as they stop. Yeah. You're like, bye. Well, it's like, it's like church hoppers there's friend hoppers if you don't like i (laughs) could do better than this friend because she literally just said i was wrong in a situation and we're not friends anymore because i knew she was right and i'm mad about it (laughs) yeah which will happen yeah i mean that that's the thing and you know the the bible tells us right that if you have if you have ought with somebody you're supposed to go to them and then solomon is saying that welcome Mm -hmm. the wounds from your friends because they're trying to that's like such a help you challenging thing you yeah kind of like uh, whenever you face trials be happy about it yeah no what? kidding <laughs> thanks thanks james 
James and Solomon James. are on a roll yeah, here. James. Um, <laughs> but, you know, here, the thing is, the wounds of a friend are faithful. I, I love looking up these words in the oh, yes. Strong's Concordance. Yeah. Because that phrase right there that says, the wounds of a friend are faithful, that right there says, are made firm. They're sure. Oh my gosh. Lasting. Confirmed. Established. And then it goes further to say this. Instead of faithful, they are reliable. Wow. Wow. They are trusting. Mm. To be certain and to believe in. Mm. Which means those wounds are coming to you because that friend believes in you. That you can trust in them. And that they, it's coming from a reliable source. And I believe that's coming from true love. Yeah. Um, I know you all might be guilty of this. So I'm just going to say it. Because I am, Aubrey. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> where, where you're talking with someone, right? And you, um, they're talking about something. And you're not really listening. And you don't really care. And you're just like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. no. You know, like, like our conversations every day. This is how I, (laughs) just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) But for real, like, do you have friends that are kind of like waiting for you to be done talking about your situation, but they, they kind of want to talk about what they're going, like, they don't really care what you're (laughs) going through. Uh They're like, well, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, so what I was doing is blah, 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 (laughs) blah. And it's like, there's really not that care and love because I think that that does stem from insecurity where you feel like you always have to talk about yourself or you're waiting for the other person to be done talking about themselves. So you can talk about yourself. I, I, I think that this, in this podcast, we just really want people to um, open their eyes and just really ask the Lord, where are my true friendships at? Where should I be? Should I, how could I be a better friend? Yeah. Should I be challenging more or should I be challenging less? Am I hurting my friend? Not just like, Showing my um, faithfulness to my friend. But am I really hurting my friend? Am I being negative? Or am I being overly sweet? And, oh, yeah. You know, overly flattering because I honestly don't want to hear about their problems. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. You you should have done that. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I think that there's a difference. People need to understand that there's a difference between a challenging conversation and a hurtful... Yes, yes, exactly. They're challenging someone is different than attacking them. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a big difference there. Yes. And you will get a different response, especially out of an eight, depending on how you choose to tackle that. Mm-hmm. Are you challenging me or are you attacking me? Because then... Because <laughs> I will cut your head off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's going to go a completely different way that you didn't want it to go. But... One more thing that I noticed on this, Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful. Mm-hmm. That word faithful in there. Yeah. One of the phrases that could have been used instead was to uphold. And one of the definitions of it says, a supporter of the door. Mm. Mm. Like a oh door my support. Gosh. So you think about yourself as a door that you open and close yourself off to things, to situations, to people. The wounds of a friend are faithful. They are they are supportive. They are like the hinges of a door. Yeah. And so that those wounds are, are there to help you decide when 
you open the door and when you shut it. And a lot of times when we get wounded, we automatically shut the door and we're just, oh, I don't want to mess with that. We'll, we'll shut the door. When those are actually what support you and be faithful, uphold to nourish. All, all of these different words go into that one phrase, that faithful word right there. I, I just love that because it, it gave you that visual of the supports of the door that uphold you. You know, something else I thought of when you said that, Aubrey, is I want to ask you all this because it's a challenging question we should all ask ourselves. When your friend succeeds and does well, are you a door opener and you keep the door open for them and cheer them on and are happy for them? Or does it make you jealous? Does it make you angry? Mm -hmm. Like what comes up in you when you find out that your friend is succeeding, maybe in something similar that you're trying to do? Maybe it's something that you could never do, you know, that maybe your gifting is not in that and your friend is doing all this and you're, you know, the jealousy thing. Or are you just happy and you're praising God for your friend and, you know, like, I'll just be honest in this. The Lord really opened my eyes um, whenever we started this podcast because it was really apparent that there were some friends we thought were near and dear that haven't spoken a word about this thing that we love and that the Lord has yeah. given us to nurture and it's just so important to us right and there's been friends that haven't said a word they haven't uttered any kind of um oh my gosh that's so amazing like how's it going it nothing it just hasn't happened and it really opened our eyes and it opened my eyes to the friend that I want to be that I yeah. that I need to be for my friends, I need to be a friend that's going to be encouraging, but also if they're wrong, not be afraid to tell them. Um, just be that friend that when they, when a door is open, I'm holding that thing up with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. God is moving so much. I am your number one fan and not even like pretending, but just being that friend mm. to do that. And yeah. so when you said holding up the door, it made me think about that because this is a door that the Lord opened up for us and he asked us to walk through it. And I feel like there, you know, there were some that we thought would be door holders that weren't. Yeah, well, and also, uh, you really do see where that support comes from. And also. it'll it'll surprise you. It will it surprise will. you mm -hmm. about who is your door, who holds up your door. Well, and yeah, it holds up your door, and also it, it kind of sparks whose door can I help hold? Up? Exactly, Who's it does make you see that when you see yeah. like. How a friend, it's like when a friend pours into you and loves on you, it makes you want to do that more to others. It makes you want to be a better friend when, you've, when you meet a friend that's genuine and that will be faithful to you and isn't afraid to tell you when you're wrong. It's like, you know, when someone comes at you with, in love to tell you what you're doing wrong, it's like you just automatically take it better naturally, really. Even our flesh takes it so much better. Yeah. You know, it, something does rise up because, oh, I'm wrong in this. No, I can't be wrong. I never want to be wrong. But just knowing it's done in love and they're literally saying it because they want to challenge your thinking maybe. Or like, hey, that's, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. You're thinking of this. But just, you know, ask yourself these questions. Just, you know, let's just, whatever it be, whatever advice is given, whatever correction is given. If it's given in love, that's that's all that's all everybody asks for if there's correction to be given in love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also important to, you know, understand that 
challenging people versus preaching at them as well. Man, yeah. I turn into... I. Oh, man, I turn into Preacher Jordan sometimes, don't I, Audrey? <laughs> well, yeah, I think we all do. You know, and you don't even realize right. it. Because then you're like, man, I want to give myself a wedgie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like just quit. That would never happen. Yeah, because when people get up on their soapbox, it's like, let me let you get a little bit higher, you know? Uh, just grab them by those hanes and just go up with them. But, no, I think that that, that is true. It's... It's understanding the confrontational things of, of being not only willing to receive the hard conversations, but also give them. I, I think about Peter. And with all the good intentions of Peter's heart, that one moment, imagine imagine being Peter and you're following Jesus and you say something that you really think is a good thing. And then all of a sudden, Jesus, the Savior of the world, turns around yeah, no big and deal. says, the Savior of the world. get behind me, Satan. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, I thought my name was Peter, but apparently it's Satan. But, but you see what I'm saying? Peter had a choice in that moment. How do I receive that statement? How many of y'all would be like, I mean, you stink, I'm going home. Yeah, or like how many of us would be like, oh my gosh, that's really judgmental, isn't it? I mean, I would think so, but if Jesus is going to turn around and tell, you know, Peter, the the dude that's my hero because he constantly messed up, but he kept (laughs) making it right, um, tells him, and he says, get behind me, Satan, right there. And I imagine, I imagine that they were pretty close, like within, you know, conversational distance. (laughs) And imagine how small Peter felt in that moment. But he had to make a choice. How do I receive this? He could have, I mean, how many of you guys that are listening would just be like, you know what, I'm out of here. I left my fishing boat. I left my entire life behind to follow this guy. And he just did that to me. I'm out. But Peter had to come to grips with the fact that, okay, I need to do some reflecting on what I was just doing. Or what if, what if he pulled pulled up that like righteous, he jumped up on that righteous horse like, oh, really? The guy that you said is is the rock of the church? Oh, now I'm Satan? Oh, wow. Okay. okay yeah, he's Jesus. like, so hold, hold on a second. So what I'm hearing is. So one day, one day upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And then the next day. No, what I'm about Satan. if he turned over to John? He's like, bro, did you, are you flipping kidding me? Yeah. We're mad at Jesus, right? Like, we're yeah. both mad at Jesus, oh, right? Yeah. Peter's, Peter's like, Andrew, you're my brother. You, you got my back, right? You like, heard what he said to me. Can you please take some of my baggage, too, for yourself? And we yeah. can both decide to be mad at Jesus. Like, yeah. how many friends do that? Yeah, and then little Andrew's probably sitting up there like, yeah, Peter, it's okay. It's not really your fault. He didn't mean it. He didn't he meant mean satin, it. not satin. <laughs> he called you satin. <laughs> Softer than okay, yeah. we're getting too far. <laughs> we're getting out of the we're getting out of the. But no, that's what realm. friends do. Right, but that's what that's what we do in try in in order to try to soften the blow of what may have been a very challenging question. We then like jump into action. It's like yeah, but you know what? We support you a hundred percent. We're behind you. When sometimes we're so afraid to hurt people's feelings, mm-hmm. and sometimes we just need to say exactly what it's about especially if we feel it and we're like okay this has gone on long enough i mean jesus did not hesitate 
And it kind of makes me wonder if maybe a few things were said before that, because Jesus has so much grace. I wonder if Peter was just sitting there following him, just being a turd the whole time. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is like, I've had enough. He turns around, you get behind me, Satan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I can't think of a more challenging conversation than starting out by telling someone that they are Satan. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we all we know that he wasn't talking to Peter. It was the spirit that Peter was operating in at that time. Ooh, Aubrey, that is a good point. Because one point, do not make this personal. If yeah. someone comes to correct you, what if it is a spirit that you didn't realize you were operating in? It's not you. It's yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could be a case, too. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've said it many times on the podcast. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Yeah. But against principality powers, you know, mm-hmm. spiritual darkness of this world, you know, like, so when when you're going, it, it's all about, does your, do you have a low enough level of pride Yeah. to receive <laughs> correction or not? Low enough level of pride. Well, it's all, it, let's be real. I mean, if anybody says they have no pride at all, please just slap them. Yeah. We're, <laughs> I mean this this podcast is called Peace of Authenticity. Let's be let's be let's authentic. Let's be real for us. Let's be real for a second. We all we all struggle with pride. So the thing is, do you have the ability to humble yourself? Because one thing that I heard a long time ago was that things happen in two steps and it goes right along with the challenging conversations. Do you have the ability to let somebody confront you or not? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, the first step is they come to you with a situation and you have to choose whether mm. you want to humble yourself. Yep. You got to choose humility, mm-hmm. or two, you'll choose humiliation. Yes, and you have to be teachable. Right. You you have to know how to humble yourself on the spot. And maybe maybe people have the ability to blow things way out of proportion. I do. We, we know that they do. <laughs> and but it, it's not necessarily exactly what. They're saying, but it's when when somebody does confront you with those challenging conversations, you instead of just reacting, mm-hmm. be reflective, mm-hmm. and you can look and reflect and say, okay, so what part of this is it resonating? Is you know like, hey, let me pray on this. Like we we always want instant gratification, we want instant results, but when it comes to searching yourself for maybe a habit or a mindset or something that you need to change and one of these conversations the challenging conversations brings that out yeah we have to be willing to reflect on it mm-hmm. is there any truth in this because word curses are real too yes and exactly. oftentimes people can come to us with a oh brother i just needed to challenge you on this and all they're doing is projecting a word curse over your life. And so that's why the reflecting part is so important in the discernment. Yes. Having the discernment of the Holy Spirit to say, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, what part of this, what part of the meat do I need to take so I can spit out the bones? You know, also, Aubrey, what really shows me a true and good friend that's faithful is when they stick up for you when you're not around. And not just if it is something that somebody needs to correct. I it's like if they're talking about your friends, you need to you should shut it down. If you you know, if you're that true authentic friend, um even if it has to do with something like 
whatever the situation, maybe your friend is dealing with this, right? You should be like, well, let's, we'll go to him. You know, we'll go to her. You know, we should, you know, whatever that be. And yeah. just. Well, it's, it's just all about offering solutions. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Maybe that person is not approachable. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you need to reflect on the fact of am I approachable? Is that is that why mm-hmm. you know all this stuff is happening? Maybe the answer to that is no. You mm-hmm. might think that you are. Yeah. A lot of times we think that we're great communicators and we think, man, how could anybody mix up what we're saying right now? Mm-hmm. Because we think our communication is good, but maybe it's not as good as we think it is. Yeah. And and that's the thing is if somebody is coming to you and wanting to have those challenging conversations, you know, towards somebody else, we're, we're not going to start a bash session. Yeah. We're not going to bash this person, yes. but here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to offer some suggestions on maybe how you can talk to that person in a different way yeah. and maybe get the same point across. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not here to just throw stones. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's very true. And I mean that, that goes along, that goes along with the, of being the hinge on the door. Like what we talked about a second ago, if somebody comes to me with a problem with my friend, then I'm going to sit here and be like, okay, they've obviously come to me for a reason. So I have to decide if I'm going to help them be an open door or be a closed door. Yes. Like, and, and you can discern if it's concern or if it's bashing. Right. You, and, and if you're discerning bashing, no. If you're discerning concern, then exactly like you said, that's, that's, that's right. being a good it's, friend. That's why the discernment level is so important. Yes. Because if you don't have discernment, you can, you can see or think that you you have people talking about you, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh well, they're just bashing me. When maybe they're coming together because you're not an approachable person, and they're like, how can we get this point across to this person? Or maybe they're just um, scared. Well, what is the, Aubrey? It says in the Bible, like it literally says a few points. If you're having a problem with somebody, you yeah, you go have, to them. Yes, and then. Um, and then no, if they then, don't receive it, yes. you come back with two, two yes, more Yes, that's what yeah. that made me think of. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. But, you know, it, the, the, the point of being authentic is understanding that I'm not always going to be right. Yes. I have to be approachable. I have to be willing to humble myself mm-hmm. if I'm challenged. Yes. And just because I'm challenged... I'm not going to take offense to it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reflect on it. Yeah. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal in me what needs to change and then get rid of the rest. And then being teachable through that whole process. Right. And being appreciative that somebody is challenging you mm-hmm. to be better today than you were yesterday and preferably <laughs> better tomorrow than you were today. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Um, some of those other things you said other than faithful, like in the Strong's concordance that you were saying, one that really stuck out to me was upholding. It made me think of uh, Moses where he had to keep his hands up whenever the Israelites were battling Mm -hmm. against the enemy. And the Lord said, as long as Moses' hands up, then the Israelites were winning. They were victorious, you know, during the battle. But his his arms started getting tired. So then there was Aaron and there was her. And those two men each held up Moses' arms. arms. And mm-hmm. so there's going to be times where your friends have to have help being held up. Yeah. Upholded, you know, by you. And being that faithful friend. And like, you know, I think it just keeps coming back to discernment. Because the Lord will let you know. Sometimes our friends won't tell us everything. 
Um, and it might be all these different kind of reasons. It doesn't really matter, but they might not tell you, but the Lord will tell you if you're meant to be that Aaron, if you're meant to be that her, you know, and if your friend is Moses to hold them up to, um, to just be that friend that's like, oh, you can't hold your arm up anymore. Oh, you can't, I'll intercede. I'm going to pray over you. Let me come over. Let's talk it, you know, whatever it be, you know, if the Lord gives the discernment, he'll give you the words to say to this friend. That's the thing too. The Lord will, if he wants you to speak to somebody and you're praying and you're believing this is, the Lord has asked you to do this, he'll give you the words. Absolutely. You know? I think it's important for everybody that's <laughs> listening today. I I would say challenge again, but um, actually I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to challenge everybody that's yes. listening to this today to ask those people that are closest to you to start having those challenging conversations. Mm-hmm. If If we don't have any resistance... We don't gain any strength. We don't gain any wisdom. We don't, uh, we don't grow as a person. And if everybody in your circle is constantly applauding you and patting you on the back, then you're not growing as an individual. You're, you're definitely not growing as a Christian. Yeah. And that might be a strong statement for me to make, but I think that a lot of this comes through the sharpening, the iron sharpens yeah. iron, the friction it's it's in the it's in the valleys that we get to know the Lord more intimately, and sometimes those challenging questions can send us to the valley. But the valley has an end to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and we always come back up on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I would challenge you this week: start having challenging conversations. Grab somebody that you have accountability with, and grab them and be like, "Hey, I want I want you to challenge me this week." Show me some behaviors of mine that could be better. They could change. Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, let's let's do this. Let's challenge each other. Yeah, let's that's grow. Good. Yeah, I I think that that's what was powerful about David and Jonathan's relationship. They both grew as warriors. They both grew in wisdom. You know, bouncing back and forth off of each other, and. Um, I think that that's what we need, all of us need as Christians, as believers, followers of Christ. We need those challenging conversations to be taking place because the the enemy the enemy always attacks when you least expect it, mm-hmm. when you're complacent. When you're, but if you have people around you constantly challenging you, then you don't have any reason to let him sneak up on you because yeah. you're always on you're always on your guard. Oh yeah, you're always sharp. Mm-hmm. And that's important. So I challenge you this week, everybody that's listening to this, grab that person that you consider an accountability partner and say, hey, let's let's start having some challenging conversations. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And we'll just leave you with that. And yeah. that would be really cool if you did it and then you messaged us and told us about it. That'd yeah, really let us know cool what nasty us. habits you need to break. Yeah, because we'll pray for you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But listen, you guys have a great week. It's now November. Oh my gosh. About to be it's Thanksgiving. Much, well, no, it's practically Christmas, let's be honest. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but y'all have a great week this week. Ask those ask those challenging questions and get into the challenging conversations. Yes, we'll see you next week.
パパパパパパ。